Sports, Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Leaving the Yard. Chuck, Zach, Tony, Kirk. And a special guest joining us this afternoon. Normally, we don't start the show with a uh, with a guest, but this is such a big time this, guest. This is rare for you. Yeah. you you typically make guests wait. Well, uh, and, you're kind of big time guest, to be honest. You won't no. let them come on till five thirty when you're done talking. They, they got to know their role. Jeez, <laughs> they, they got to know their role. Their role isn't lead off guy. Their role is cleanup guy. Each each has an important spot. Lead well, off. Some ways to look at the term cleanup. Well, <laughs> after we've done thirty minutes, there's a lot to clean up. In the forehole, and then there's come in here and get a bucket. That's, and either one works. Joining us today is the new uh, women's basketball coach at Texas A and M Texarkana. Blake Huber is in here with us. Our first chance to to lay eyes on you. And uh, welcome you to town. You've already been working hard. I keep I keep hearing. Well, we definitely are trying to change the dynamic and culture here a little bit going into next year. So uh, got a got a townhouse down here on the Arkansas side. I don't know if that's for better or worse, but we are on the Arkansas that's side. Right. I did come from Arkansas Tech, so I guess you know I got a little bit of woo pig in me there for two years. But uh, no, I'm super excited to be down here and. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I've told all the players and kind of administration that, um, you know, I had a really good setup at Arkansas Tech. I mean, I could have easily stayed and, you know, we had a lot of high level transfers and, um, you know, good infrastructure coming in there. But this is, uh, you know, I think a very special opportunity in a place that really can grow. And, you know, I told all our players this week that, um, you know, people may think I'm crazy, but our expectations are to make the national tournament next year. And, you know, is that going to be easy? No, but, uh, you know, we're, uh, my staff and, you know, myself are going to do everything we can to, you know, to get the most out of, you know, the group coming back and also a lot of new faces. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely trying to hit the ground running and, uh, you know, a lot of long hours, but, uh, you know, it's college basketball. I mean, if, you know, if you don't want to be a part of the grind, go do something else. So. Now, you, you know, you set yourself up for this now. <laughs> no, I mean, you set yourself up for this because you're having this conversation early on. I mean, the first two minutes on here of, national tournament yeah that's what our expectations are going to be and and if i'm the guy interviewing you if i'm michael galvan and saying okay well this this year rolled around and we didn't make the national tournament coach was that a failure yeah you know in in some regards uh yes um because uh you know in the interview process you know i i talked to you know not only uh mr galvan but you know all of the search committee and you know i told him my goal is to be a top 20 program year in and year out and um you know if, if you're not trying to to do that um on this program with the kids coming back and the kids coming in then you know go find go find a different program because um there's just you know with the facilities we have and um you know the location we're at you know in with a lot of great basketball around us from high school to junior college to you know transfers um you know i think this is an opportunity to win at the highest level and 
you know, I don't want to sound cocky. You know, I'm not, you know, demanding things and saying we're definitely going to do this. But, um, you know, I think it's an expectation that, you know, this we want to be in the national tournament and we want that to be the norm. Uh, so if, you know, if we're setting the guidelines of, man, let's go 500. And, you know, you know, I know we only won seven last year and we won 15 this year. What a stepping stone, which, you know, it would be. But if, if we're not trying to make the national tournament, what are we doing? What we don't have in all that stuff you mentioned is we don't have tradition yet. You have That's a three-year-old right. program. <laughs> right. And you mentioned nice facilities, great location, administration. It's open to being basically whatever you need them to give you, they'll try to get you. Yep. But we don't have tradition here. Correct. How do you build a thing where when you're out on the road trying to talk to kids about, man, you need to come to Texarkana because Tamu T has got something going on. Yep. And they're looking at it going, well... Yeah, do you? <laughs> yep. No, exactly. You know, I think for me, um, you know, it, everything starts and ends. And, you know, my staff's the same way as with our players. Um, you know, we're going to love our players. We're going to, you know, bend over backwards for our players, you know. So I think it starts with the relationship aspect of things. Um, you know, maybe we haven't been as good as we need to be, but, um, you know, the, it's a new chapter. You know, it's a new stage in women's basketball at Texarkana. And, um, you know, I think it helps too that um, I've been blessed to be on the division one level the division two level I have a lot of recruiting connections that can you know get you know hopefully my foot in the door that maybe I wouldn't be able to with some kids and you know from there it's just you know it's selling them my vision and what I see for our program and um, you know I you know to me I kind of flipped the switch a little bit and you know what an opportunity that you could be this your first recruiting class to put us on the map. Um, you know, so I tried to flip it a little bit of, you know, we haven't been successful, but, you know, if you went to a school that's, you know, winning 25, 30 games every year, they've been there, done that. Right. Um, we haven't done that here. So, you know, be a part of something that has never happened. And, you know, say we win the conference you know, championship next year. That's the goal. Well, you're the first team that has a banner in that gym for women's basketball. So, um, you know, that's kind of the vision. And, um, you know, it's it's going to take a lot of work, but we've had a lot of really good feedback so far and, um, you know, can't wait to, you know, get more new faces in on, on visits and, uh, you know, go from there. Blake so, Huber, by the way, who's joining us. So you're Russellville the last two years at Arkansas Tech? Yes, sir. Yes, what, sir. What were your duties there? Yeah, so really, um, I was blessed. Coach Wilbers um, is in his going into his 16th year at Arkansas Tech next year, and has had a lot of tradition. You know, a lot of NCAA tournaments, a lot of uh, you know a few elite eights, and um, he really let me do a, pretty much all the recruiting. So I was in charge of pretty much all the recruiting um, of our student athletes. Um, I also um, put in the dribble drive offense, which you know we're going to do a lot of similar stuff to that here with a lot of a few other tweaks, but a lot of offensive stuff. Um, um, and then I also did all the scouting. So, um, you know, it's, you know, everything we do defensively is going to be scouting reports, report based. And, um, you know, I think uh, I think our, our players are excited for, you know, what from gathering what they've been saying. I think this is a new fresh uh, breath of fresh air that they're going to get some, you know, different stuff probably offensively and defensively that they haven't gotten in the past. So, um, but yeah, I, you know, Coach Wilbur's, you know, I wasn't, you know, some head coaches are like, hey, assistant coach, just stand on the sideline, look pretty, and this is my job. Uh, you got three fouls in the first half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, hey, how many timeouts do I That's have? right, that's uh, it. You know, no, he definitely let me do a lot. And, um, you know, I've been blessed to work for a lot of really good head coaches that have, have let me, you know, really learn a lot and um, – kind of why I think this is why I'm here and you know the opportunity you know is is here now and I'm excited for it so 
I've got I've got questions in both directions here. So we'll we'll go back to your 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 uh, recruiting yep. part of this. Is that a thing that you really enjoy? You really like going in the living room and talking to parents and kids? Because a lot of coaches are like, man, I can't stand that. I'm getting grilled by an 18 year old <laughs> who really has no clue. Right. I mean, is that a place that you're comfortable, or are you like, eh, if I could do it all yeah. over again, I'd find somebody else to do recruiting for, sure. for me? Well, you know, we did talk before we got on air that I, you know, I am a communication background, and you know, I the one reason I am in coaching is for the, you know, the main reason is for the relationships and the, you know, it's not a nine to five job. You deal with so many different things every day in, in, in coaching and recruiting. So, you know, to answer your question, um, it, it starts and ends. The Blue Bloods of really good basketball programs is recruiting. Right. You know, and it, it's, it doesn't matter what level you're at, D1, D2, NAI, you know, you know, John Calipari is really good because John Calipari gets McDonald's All-Americans. Yeah, yeah the uh, Damian Collins kid down the road <laughs> is going to be really good. In the right, year you yeah. know, so, you know, do I feel like I, you know, bring a lot to the table, X's and O's? Yeah, I think we're going to put our – our players in positions to to be successful but you know at the end of the day you either have it or you don't and you either get really good solid kids or you don't um you know so I am going to be a head coach that you know maybe I miss a practice here and there because I have to go visit this kid because we need this player or you know hey uh you know I'm you know night before the game and we're in San Antonio maybe I go out to a high school game there because you know there's we just need that kid so no I you know I'm going to be very active and you know pretty much the final voice in all recruiting it's not going to be a hey staff we got to sign six, and I have no interest in this. So go get me some players. Right. Uh, you know, it's going to start and end with you know with myself, and you know my my staff's going to do a really good job helping me. But you know, I have to be the one selling my vision. Have you hired an assistant coach yet? Uh, you know, I I know who I want. Okay, um, I'm not allowed to say because okay. we're still going through the HR process. Right. But um, there is someone in mind, and there's also a couple couple former players of mine that um are also in talks of potentially getting down here. So. Um, you know, we're hoping to have a staff of, you know, four or five, hopefully. Wow. And, um, you know, and uh, I think the more solid people you can surround yourself with, the better. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not a typical head. You know, some head coaches are very like, you know, they want yes people around them. You know, I, I want to be challenged. You know, at the end of the day, I think it's what's best for our players. So, you know, I want to surround myself with as many you know, very sound people that, you know, have really good, um, you know, ideas and, you know, we can bounce them off each other. So Blake Huber, the uh, new women's basketball coach at Texas A&M, Texarkana. You don't have tradition. Obviously you don't have an arena like you had in Russellville, but of course you also don't have the smell of a chicken plant. <laughs> so uh, what, what is it a 17, 18 year old young lady's looking for in, in a college experience? I mean, they, by the time they're 17, 18, they realize they're not Division One players. Right. They, they kind of know where they're at. They, yep. Their parents may be telling them otherwise, right. but they, they have a better idea. What yeah. is it a 17, 18-year-old young lady's looking for? Yeah, well, I think a lot of it depends on, first, you know, men's and women's basketball is a lot different men's basketball every men's basketball player thinks they're going pro uh, you know it don't matter if they're playing d3 you know christian league intramurals uh it doesn't matter so uh church you know, league <laughs> yeah exactly you know women's basketball players i think number one it's it's location most women's basketball players want to stay relatively close to home because they have a, a big family structure involved i'd say number two is you know it's it's my job it's the relationship side of things um you know a lot of you know i've I've gotten a lot of quote unquote players that we thought we shouldn't have got because of the relationship aspect. It's, you know, 
this is a tight recruiting window right now i'm in right now trying to get kids in the next month or two but you know for the 23s 24s moving forward i'm gonna have six months nine months a lot a lot of time to get to know their their family their high school coaches their au coaches themselves so you know i'd say the relationship aspect is number two and you know let's be honest we 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 travel good here we eat good here you know we stay in nice hotels you know the gear's good that matters to kids uh you know so i think that we offer a, a package of that concern that you know a lot of other kids don't or excuse me a lot of other schools don't and then you know I'd say the other thing too let's let's utilize the fact we're in the AM system uh that matters uh you know no the kidding. fact that we are with the Texas A&M branch is is huge uh you know the education side of things is really good and um you know all of our players know at some point maybe a few of them go on to play pro in their future but the ball stops bouncing at some point. You got to get an education. So I think being in the A and M district really, you know, does us a lot of good and helps us. So, okay, well, let's take a break. Okay. You hang around. Yeah, let's All do right. it. Blake Hubert's <laughs> with us. He is the new basketball coach at Texas A and M Texarkana. We're going to stick around. He's the he's the women's coach. We're going to stick around for a minute. We didn't we didn't get rid of Wall yet. We make sure he's understanding that he's got a new kid. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, we need to keep him. Employed. Yeah, he's sticking. <laughs> so is Blake Hubert. He's going to stick for just a minute. We'll come right back after the break. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan one oh seven nine. They say consistency is the key to success. Dacian. All right, welcome back. 16 and a half after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. We're uh, yapping today with uh, Blake Huber. He is the new women's basketball coach at Texas A&M Texarkana. And... Coach, you've, you've inherited a bunch of girls. Now comes the conversation about how many of those girls get to stick, and, and it's kind of like coming in with a new staff of, of coaches. I like football coach. I got ten coaches. Three of these guys are staying. I got to bring some of my own in. Do you, have you looked at this and given some thought about? just how much of this roster is maybe going to stay and how much going to turn over? Yeah, I definitely think there will be a, a decent amount of turnover. Um, I've been able to meet with every single player and, um, you know, kind of talk about, you know, the uh, the business side of things, um, you know, scholarship-wise, talking about, you know, how this year is going to be a lot different than previous years, kind of with, you know, it starts in the preseason. Um you know, we're going to lift and, and condition every morning at 6 a.m. You know, some might not be for that, you know, so it's, Oops, there's you know, three girls. So right, exactly. You know, so it's, you know, kind of implementing what our, you know, philosophy is. And, um, you know, I, I've told every single player, you know, I've been blessed to be on the division one level. And, um, you know, that's how we're going to run this. Sure. Like we're running it like a D one. And, um, you know, uh, there's, there's been some positive feedback and I am excited about, you know, some that are sticking around and, you know, I think are going to take some big jumps and, um, you know, there are also, uh, some that have decided they're going to move on and do other things. And, um, you know, whether it be, quit basketball and graduate or maybe look at a new university and play somewhere else so you know it's been a mixture of both but um you know the kids that are returning we're super excited and you know I think that you know we're going to get you know myself and I or my my staff and I are going to do everything we can to to get everything out of them and um you know we're probably going to be looking at somewhere between 
you know, seven to nine new players. So there is, there's going to be a lot of new faces. And, you know, like I said, there are some returning. But, uh, you know, we're excited to, you know, get the bunch all here in August and, sure. uh, you know, basically, you know, demand early on that our standard and culture are not going to wave if, if if i'm telling everyone our goal is to make a national yeah. tournament you know your standard is what it is and um yeah, if that's know, not yours you're in the wrong place for sure absolutely right. and they're going to know that from the first team meeting that you know you're either about the national tournament or you're not now you know it is going to be a mind a mindset because a lot of these kids haven't experienced a, a lot of winning so it's you know how do we shift of you know this is how everyday you know life looks like if you want to win at the highest level and, and make a national tournament how hard is this going to be when you, when you start talking about seven to nine probably new faces showing up in august integrating in with some of the kids you've already got in place trying to get them all to be cohesive against schools that are already cohesive that already have three and four year kids in their program you're trying to get a whole bunch of newbies to figure out very quickly how to play together and be be successful at it yeah i'd say it's definitely going to be a challenge for you know uh myself and our staff and uh you know you know down the line trainers everyone you know it's going to be a lot of new faces for everybody and uh you know is it going to be challenging you know more challenging than most probably so but you know, at the end of the day, you know, pick, put your big boy pants, big girl pants on and, you know, we got to get to work. So, you know, I'm a big believer that, you know, what solves problems. So just let's just work harder in everyone. Yeah. And, um, you know, that sounds cliche, obviously, but, um, you know, if we come in with the right mindset and, and right mentality and, and get off to, you know, I told our players, you know, that I'm recruiting now and, you know, the ones coming back, it, it doesn't start in August. It starts now because they're, you know, their life's going to be a living hell in September if, if they don't come in in shape. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it, it starts now, um, you know, but we're, you know, it's challenging, but at the day, you know, let's let's face it. Let's fight it. So priorities for you as you're looking at, at girls you're trying to recruit here. I mean, I've got way talented kid mm-hmm. who may have had an injury issue or may have had a great issue. I've got not so talented kid, but who's a really great kid and really hard worker. And his first one in the weight room or the gym. I mean, I, what are you looking for? Yeah, I think you need a combination. Um, you know, I think you definitely need you need your locker room kids. You need your kids that you know that if practice starts at. 8 a.m. They're going to be there at 7:30, getting shots up early. Um, you know, they're you know if weights start at two, they're getting here at 1:20 to stretch out, so they're ready to go. Um, so I think you need you know you need those kids that are solid, and you know kids like that are oftentimes going to work harder. So maybe they they they're a late bloomer. They develop a little bit later and end up giving you you know really good quality minutes. Um, you know, and then. You know, the, you you do have to have your transfers yep. of, you know, you need your kid that, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it was grades, maybe it was, you know, a, uh, you know, just wasn't a good fitter or old school. Um, you know, you need those D1, D2 transfers that for whatever reason, you know, you had a connection to them three years ago and they're hitting you up now or, you know, whatever it may be, um, you know, you need four or five of those to fall into your lap. And, you know, that's what makes you probably sleep a little bit better at night. Uh, you know, and I do think we're on the right track with, you know, some of those players, you know, currently. So, All right, Coach, we've been calling uh, Red River Conference women's basketball last three years Mm -hmm. and what i've noticed is the teams that are most successful their size may not be height size Mm -hmm. they're broad-shouldered young ladies and uh got a little attitude right (laughs) Uh, really the physicality yep Uh, they may not be 
but five eleven, six mm-hmm. foot, but they have that. Like I say, they're spitting nails, and <laughs> you come into that lane, they uh, they suggest you don't. Yeah. Uh, where do you find those kids at? Yeah. So I think um, you prison. Know, <laughs> <laughs> I think kind of what you mentioned. It's not only a, a it is a height thing a little bit too with us. You know that is one thing that we're f- really focusing on is. You know, our backcourt was relatively small this year, and that's one thing we're really looking at in recruiting is, you know, we want our guards to be 5'7", five, 5'8", five, and bigger. Well, if you're you going to do dribble drive and they're getting into that paint right. with those yeah. nail-spitting girls, right. they gotta, you want them to finish some. For Obviously, sure. the dribble drive you want to kick out, but at the yeah. same time you'd like to be able to keep defenses honest. Right, you know, for sure. So that's, you know, that's kind of a little bit of our philosophy is, you know, getting bigger at the guard spot, um, you know, but the way we play um, – you know we're going to be five eleven, six foot six one around there in the post because um, you know we're not going to be quite as um, you know sporadic and trapping all the time as Coach Wall. Uh, you know, but we do want to play really fast. Um, you know, we want to get out and transition. We want to go and you know everything is is you know it's dribble drive concepts and spacing with a lot of ball screen action within that. So um, you know we're going to do a lot of European ball screen spread stuff and um, you know in my opinion. Um, you know, and I don't want to make any post players mad out there that may be listening, <laughs> but, you know, unfortunately, in my opinion, there's not a ton of great back to the basket posts anymore. No. So, you know, it's, there's not even in the NBA. No. You know, besides Joel and B, there's really, you know, not a lot out there. So we try to make it a guards game. We want to give our guards as much space, you know, to make plays off the bounce. And like you said, if help comes, you know, we need to find the right person. If help does, we do need our guards to be able to make plays at the rim. So, um, you know, where do you find those kids? Um, you know, transfer portal, junior <laughs> college, uh, you know, high school, um, you know, but, you know, we'll, we'll go to, you know, anywhere in the in the world we have to go to find those kids. And, um, you know, if you came to my office, there's probably a list of 15 or 20 kids on there right now sure. that, um, you know, obviously some are better than others, but, uh, you know, a lot of them fill a lot of the needs that I think we we have kind of like what you're talking about of, you know, um, you know, obviously strength, um, you know, but also, um, you know, the height stuff. And, you know, the, the person I am going to hire is, as our assistant coach uh, has a strength and conditioning background. So I do think that preseason will will hopefully look a little bit different. And, you know, when you come and call your first game with us in November, <laughs> you know, hopefully you see a difference of, okay, they, you know, these, these kids look like they got a little bit different juice than they did last year. So um, that's the game plan anyway. Be so. careful about saying that different juice than they had last year, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three-point shooting, is that a thing that your offense is in love with, or is it just a component? Yeah, no, I, I mean, if we have the, the snipers we need, I, I'd love to shoot, you know, 20 to 25 of them a game, um, you know, because – Within our within our dribble drive and ball screen stuff, there is going to be some pack line teams that just really try to keep the ball out of the paint and you know make make us shoot from you know from the perimeter. So, you know it really depends. You know I kind of break it down. If you're you know if you're under thirty percent, it's more of a you know uh, it's probably a late shot clock three. Sure. You know if you're thirty to thirty five, you're you know you're a yellow light. You know if you're hot, let's do it. You know if you're within the flow of the game, and then you know if you're thirty five or better, um, you know we want you to launch that thing and let it go uh you know because um you know i'm not going to say i'm a 
a hundred percent all in analytics guy like you know the like some of the nba is going but um you know we do like to get up 20 to 25 threes a game but you know i'm smart enough to realize if we're shooting 20 percent as a team from three uh you know we're probably not going to shoot very many threes uh because the other team's probably begging for us oh, to yeah. shoot those. take more <laughs> yeah, exactly. have some more of these so yeah, yeah. but no we do want to you know rely on the three a decent amount blake huber joining us the new uh uh, Eagles women's basketball coach at Texas A&M Texarkana. Um, now you said you were telling us off the air. You grew up in uh, in Omaha. Yeah, for part of uh, you know my high school days, I was in Omaha, Nebraska. So uh, you know, obviously, very fun times up there. Uh, you know, especially the congr- at this time of the this year, the it. College World yeah. Series. This is you know the end all be all. But um, no, Omaha is a really special place, and um, you know, I was there for for seven years. Uh, you know, kind of bounced around a lot as a kid. But you no, know, Omaha is. You know, I think it's a really underrated city, and uh, all eyes in the sports world are on it this week. That's right. You know, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of SEC fans are you know just celebrating because you know all those teams are up there, and obviously Oklahoma and Texas are joining soon. So uh, you know, but no, it's it's a very special up there and uh not quite as hot as it is down no, here no. uh you know but uh yeah i did spend a lot of my childhood up in omaha now you did some recruiting it looked like a lot of recruiting in arkansas this year i know you had a couple of lake hamilton girls yep. that were heading to uh to arkansas tech and having done arkansas high games this year we had a chance to see some of those right, kids and right. wish we hadn't yeah <laughs> um did, being around the, the back roads and schools in arkansas mm. A lot of the kids that didn't get signed, you signed a couple. Right. Are they still on the list potentially of, hey, by the way, I've got this new gig? Yeah, potentially. Um, you know, they could be. That is something that, um, you know, we're ideally going to go more transfer route just this, this next couple of months just because, you know, we need an influx of talent and, you know, experienced talent. Right. Um, you know, but that is an option. But, um, no, I made several trips to, to uh, Lake Hamilton. Uh, you know, Haley Wyrick signed it at Arkansas Tech and, uh, you know, that was one of the toughest calls I had. And, you know, uh, we got to know each other for, you know, 12 to 18 months in the yeah. recruiting process. And, uh, you know, Haley's a pretty big time player. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, definitely think that area has a pocket of players that, you know, can be utilized. And, um, you know, I've, I've made that trip down Arkansas 7 one too many times from <laughs> Russellville. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, it, it's a good area, um, you know, hopefully in, in years to come. You know, we want to keep as much of the local talent sure. as we can, and I think that's, you know, it doesn't matter if you're D1 or NAI or whatever, you know, you want to keep your, your, your talent home. Um, so that is going to be an, an emphasis, um, you know, and hopefully we get a, you know, that builds our crowds, yeah. you know, and you know it's more fun to play in front of uh you know four or five hundred people than it is you know 50 how, how do we build crowds that's that's a that's a great point you throw out there and and of course we've had covid for two of the last three right. years the first year was a little different but trying to struggle to figure out how to get crowds back out at basketball games right. has got to be part of not just the coaches but the entire athletic department well, i think absolutely mission you know here. i'd say you know we all know what what helps crowds the most is probably winning uh you know the, the winners will help you know will help the crowds a lot so that's number one i'd say number two is you know you kind of look at you know just two hours three hours up the road from russellville you know look what eric musselman's doing you know yeah. i think you have to you know you have to frats sororities and you know church clubs and the the law clubs and you have to show your face to those people um because um you know that's your first step and then you know we have to come up as not only myself my staff the athletic department is you know 
people like free stuff so you know whether it's free pizza night or free t-shirt night or you know uh sorority night whatever it is you know you have to give you know people a reason to come yeah um and i think the more we show our face in the community um you know volunteering is going to be big too it's you know maybe the humane society the special olympics you know um you know stuff like that to really get our players you know out in the community which is what it's all about anyway the more you know positive light they can shine it you know, not only helps, you know, women's basketball, but it helps, you know, the university. So, um, you know, I think there's, you know, from volunteering to, um, you know, winning to, you know, kind of me showing our program and this is what it's going to look like. You I bet. think all those things kind of, you know, combine to hopefully more more viewership and more people. Are you a big social media guy? Uh, not as big as Coach Wall, but nobody uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, definitely uh, tr- need to to grow that. Now, I will say the people the people I have around me are are huge social media people. So uh, you know they're they're going to be on the gram and you know Twitter uh, probably a lot more than I am. But the uh, gram, the gram. <laughs> Boy, he's a lot hipper than you and I. In the eighties, you're on the gram. It was uh, coke. Right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to get some people that uh, definitely get us. You know, hopefully close to coach walls level of uh you know social media fanatic hopefully not the same level of dress as coach wall have you seen <laughs> the pink suit oh man uh, you know yeah, you don't, you don't do that dude. Up with it. Uh, his, his swag is definitely dripping a little bit uh, more than mine yeah it's <laughs> dripping all right my recommendation is hawaiian shirts that's really that's the, right. you can't go wrong if you'll get galvan to print you up some yeah. temu t hawaiian shirts yeah we're in business. You'll be unparalleled. I'm just telling you, that's the way to go. Uh, There's your giveaway night right there. <laughs> yeah, giving away all the Hawaiian shirts nobody wants. Anything else? Uh, do you inherit your schedule, or you get to do some of your non-conference schedule? We uh, we uh, we have two exhibitions with Division ones right now that we have on uh, that were here before the contract. Before I got here, those contracts are done. So um, right now, I think I have four of the six non-conference in place. Um, you know, trying to finish up those last two, and uh, you know, hopefully we get those posted soon hopefully on you know posters and whatnot and yeah. get that out to the community and you know uh yeah we're super excited Who, who's your two exhibition already? yeah so we're supposed to play northwestern state again down in louisiana and then we're supposed to play north texas and denton so you know uh when you talk about recruiting as well uh you know that helps you know we want to play division one games every year because you know you want to play the best so um you know i think that is another pitch that we're selling in recruiting as well so excellent you gotta get a game with arkansas tech on the schedule shoot uh you know i'd love that uh you know know, i don't know how it would go in year one but (laughs) uh you know maybe coach wilbers will give me twenty five hundred dollars uh you know to come play (laughs) you think so if you're listening coach there you go yeah gauntlets thrown down for twenty five hundred yeah we'll come to your yeah, place let's get some pizza after the game there you too. go excellent <laughs> tell you what Blake Evers good meeting you Absolutely. and uh, we look forward to seeing you a bunch uh, as you said the season will probably open first weekend in November first week in November yep yep. so we're looking forward to uh, the 2022-23 edition of the Eagles uh, women's basketball team we thank you for coming by absolutely I appreciate you guys and uh, you know hopefully next year is going to be an exciting time for our you know our community and uh, you know the more people we can get out the better and uh, you know I really think you'll be proud of this bunch and um, you know I think we're going to have a lot of really good kids coming in so super exciting and you know, appreciate you guys time and uh, you know go Eagles there you go we're done for the uh, first half of the show. We'll take a break. He won't clean up, so we'll have to clean up after him. That's Blake Hubers, the head basketball coach at AM Texarkana. We'll take a break. We'll come right back, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079.
Gary, please call us at 903-831-2000. Visit us at DerekIsMyAgent.com. If you need secure storage for your vehicles, boat, trailer, personal, or professional possessions, go no further than Lockerbie Storage at 927 North Robinson Road, Texarkana. Lockerbie Self Storage. Call 430-901-0062 or drop by the convenient location at 927 North Robinson Road, Texarkana. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hello, this is Sidney Moncrie, former Razorback and NBA player. I know what it means to be strong defensively. You can help your team win. When it comes to COVID-19, your best defense is a COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine makes you a true team player, helping protect those people around you, especially those at high risk. So when it's your turn, don't miss your shot. I know I didn't. Sponsored by the station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and UAMS. Uh, 21 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107-9903-735-9905 is our sonic hotline. Tell you what, uh, J-Bo sent us a text a few minutes ago. J-Bo's late today on his info. Over your shoulder yeah. is our guy Brooks Kepka here in the Ultra Fan Cave. But uh, that's kind of big news today. Yeah. Well, no surprise. He's he's this is a surprise. That's not a surprise. He fits into that category, guys. He's got some injury problems. He doesn't know if his earnings potential in the future are what they've been in the past. And maybe and not on the course. His but for, his for, name right now is worth a bunch of money. Yes, and uh, because his name's worth a bunch of money, and they're paying more right now than they may be paying in the future. Right. This is the time to move. And so I thought for him it was a good uh, career decision. When you got a bad back and you can play eight tournaments a year to make your money. And only 54 holes, not 72. Then I think it's probably a better deal for you personally. And so many of these guys, this is a better deal for them personally. Now, I'm hearing from the boy today that they're talking about now the – the needle's moving and the PGA's coming. Well, maybe we can loosen up $20 million and come up with an end of the year that guarantees everybody makes the cut. And mm-hmm. So competition's good. It's good. It makes well, things better for all the employees. From, for, and I haven't studied this thing, but from my understanding, it, it really wasn't at, at the top levels that pays a problem. 
it seemed to be the smaller tour underneath where the, the pros were really looking at how do we make it better for those guys not that they're being so magnanimous they don't care about their own money but in team sport chuck you get an injury you still get a check well that's true in golf you get an injury you're out of luck there's no hey we pay for you to show up no, that's pay, right no. some courses you know the old nelson they used to put them up in the nice rooms at the um out there at the spa and all but that's not everybody and so you got to pay to play you got to pay to show up sure you earn and, your money yeah and so uh and, and that's great unless you're the one that you know all these guys have is that they depend on them and when you don't win because you're hurt he didn't get a check. That's true. There's a lot more to this that people haven't considered, and I, I'm glad some of these guys are, are, you know, making it better for everybody. Everybody that plays professional golf is going to be better off because you have competing entities who both are vying for them. Well, Brooks Kepka made his announcement today. There was uh, – I can't remember who it was. Somebody else came out and uh, said – Answer, to- Archer, whatever his name is uh, – guy that's had some success also announced today yeah no but somebody else on the tour said i'm not going anywhere i can't remember who it was oh, who, yeah there are a couple of people yeah some, somebody today, today re- because apparently their name had floated out of you're yeah. going to be one of the group that's going uh, uh, morikawa yes that's right patrick morikawa or colin yeah, yeah. morikawa had said that i'm not going anywhere the rumors are all garbage yeah. i'm where i am i'm yeah. a PGA and he's player. young and he's in his prime 25 26 years yeah, old, yeah. he's young and in his prime and so he's fine it does, but those guys, you know, Kepka's only thirty-two, but it's those guys that are thirty-five to fifty that I think this is most attractive to, oh, and sure. it may end up being a tweener tour in between, which is kind of what we talked the about PGA yesterday, and, yeah. and, and the the championship. And that's tour. again, that's fine. If that's where that's going to go, then that's fine. Kepka's name today keeps this thing going. Yes. one more day. There was a there was a good piece on ESPN yesterday about the last two weeks of how crazy. The, the pro golf world has been over the last couple of weeks. Well, you can add another day or two to it now as Kepka becomes the latest big name to make the announcement of moving toward the uh, the Tour. I won't tour. be surprised if there's not several more. Yeah, if, no, I would if think if so, it's too. their needs. Well, and, and you don't want to be the first guy. No, because you you're taking the, all the heat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whether you love him or hate him, Phil was the first guy on the beach. And took a beating. He took a beating, but yeah. he doesn't care. No, feels, but he's old enough and has made enough yeah, money. It doesn't matter to him. But, well, he's making more than all the rest of them too. Well, but he also didn't. The, the, what the PGA is going to or not going to do to him doesn't affect him. Yeah. He's past all that. Yeah. He's got enough money. He'll never have to worry about it again. Well, Even though he's going to sure. get a big, well, whatever he may have lost, I don't know. But <laughs> he's made enough money. It shouldn't be a problem shouldn't for him. Be. So taking the first blows, not a big deal for a Phil yeah. Mickelson who's on the back end of a career. Yeah took all that heat so some of these other guys who are younger and still have some meat on he the can, bone they he can, can still be the do. bad guy and and he is and he has been but yeah. but it, well whatever i'm just about done t- talking about golf i really am they need to decide they're in they're out let's move on i don't need another two every every week by the way congrats to a&m they won this afternoon yeah, they Put did. Put Notre Dame out. Yeah, I texted uh, Andrew Monaco today a little yeah. bit. So, hey, good call in the game. They won 5-1 to one over Notre Dame. I know you're a Golden Dome hater. Yes. But uh, the Aggies win. They play again tomorrow. Got Oklahoma tomorrow for yeah. – but they got to win, too. They got to beat yeah. Oklahoma tomorrow and then again on Thursday. Oklahoma is uh, 
Looking pretty good right now. They're in the right spot they need to be in. As is Ole Miss right yeah, now. Ole Miss and OU are right now in the best spots. Arkansas will be coming up here in a little bit. They've got uh, Auburn. And, boy, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at social media a lot today, and I hate, hate where all of a sudden this kind of loud group of Razorback fans start surfacing when they lose like they lost to old old Miss yesterday. Yes. All of a sudden, up come all this group of guys. Ah, oh, we're done. We should have won this thing. Can't I can't believe Ole Miss is going to win a national championship before we are. Uh, it's and somebody called them out on it. One of the radio guys up in Little Rock, I think it was, kind of called out the fan base of like, really? Are we not better than that? And. Their response was pretty much, well, no, we're really not. Well, we, we got we got mad about the fact that we have a very loyal fan base who takes things so personal. Yeah. It's just, I know some people look at the Razorback faithful and, and kind of maybe think they're unsophisticated or whatever, but they are so attached. Well, sure they are. And, and That's I what remember, they got. I remember they've got no professional right. sports team. This is what they have. And those in the other parts of the state still suffer from the fact that this has become the University of Northwest Arkansas. And so they have some bitterness, underlying bitterness anyway, if you're in other parts of the state. Sure. I'm sure in Little Rock and places like well, that. If you're east, if you're in the eastern part of the state and Ole Miss just beats you, yeah, now you're taking, you're taking that you one. Gotta, if you're down in El Dorado, you got to hear about that yeah, all the time. That's right. Which is not good. Yeah. One guy said, "I would trade all our track championships, all our tra- for one of the big three. Which, of course, yeah. they've gotten some basketball ones. I don't know why they're well, they, got, f- they got one. <laughs> that's but they got one, and, and they, they don't appreciate one. it no. because they it hate was no one. one. That's right. Yeah. But they would trade all the track and field ones for the. Well, I still think they're going to have a breakthrough one of these years, win the baseball championship. I don't think they'll appreciate it like it sh- they should because it's not football." And, you know, they still dream of those early 60s and Frank's teams. And uh, Aren't those people all gone by now? Aren't most of them gone? Haven't they all passed on? No, the f- people that were fans haven't. Well, they, I mean, think about that. If they were, you know, 20s, 30s, in the 60s, it's been 60 years. Yeah. They're but, about gone. But they still dream of a, another natty in football. Oh, my gosh. But they should just appreciate baseball. It's a great baseball program. It is a great baseball program yeah. with a bad look last night, yeah. and now they've got work to do. They're going to have to deal with Auburn tonight yeah. and then try to come back and beat Ole Miss twice if they get through the Tigers tonight. So they long three days potentially coming up. But you want to have three days. Yeah, they're still – have one. You want to have yeah. three days. Notre Dame and Texas and Stanford would – Yeah, they'd like, like to have three days yeah. too. All right, we'll take a break. We're coming back. It is 12 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan 1079. By the way, we want to thank the good folks at Budweiser for making all this possible, along with Fast Signs, Party Factory, High Tech Signs, and Stuart Title. Quick break, we're coming right back. Last segment next. We're on leaving the yard. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. I know a place. There ain't nobody crying. There ain't nobody worried. No. 
are back. It's about eight minutes till six o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. By the way, tomorrow, the return of Kirk and Company. Yeah, so we had a little uh, day off this morning to let the power hour take over the airwaves. And so uh, tomorrow morning, uh, we return and... Uh, while you're you're tired of golf, the boy is chomping at the bit to talk some more. Oh, golf. I'm sure he is. And so, since we won't have a lot of Longhorn stuff to talk about, <laughs> ouch. We are going to talk ouch. some uh, Longhorns, and uh, of course, NBA. He's awful big into the. Don't have that anymore. Well, you got the draft got coming the draft up Thursday. this week, and uh, going to pick his brain a little about the draft, uh, about the uh, retooled Mavericks, and uh, what people. Did you like that move? Picking up the Woods kid. Well, you're not likely to find a stud at 26 in the draft. Oh, God, and, no. Uh, no. So, uh, they, you know, those guys on the end of the bench were fun to have down there, and they were rowdy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were that. <laughs> and you hate to lose Bo Bond because he's kind he of a fun. mascot. Yeah, he's fun. But uh, they're going to try to get um, – they've promised Luke, I think, to try once again to sign – uh, was it Dragic or whatever his yeah, name everybody, is? Everybody's promised Dragic. They're going to yeah. try to get him. Yeah. But uh, I think this this will be the best sales pitch they'll have for him because now, prior to this playoff series, I don't think anybody took the Mavericks serious. I agree. But I think now, and they went out and they helped themselves a little bit with yes, this uh, trade. I think now a 36-year-old guard may go, mm, yeah, that may not be a bad place to be because I think everybody had Phoenix way in front of them. Everybody knew Golden State was a time bomb if they ever got everybody back together. Right. People thought Utah and Denver and maybe even Memphis were ahead of them. But now I think people will think, well, I think Dallas is legitimately in that top four in the West. And this might be a good time to go. Well, there. if if Aiton holds true to I don't want to be in Phoenix anymore, yeah. then that weakens dramatically. Chris Paul's yeah. at the end of a career. Golden State's got some young guys that yeah, started filling in I the gap. Golden State's poised maybe to win a couple more. Yeah. If Wiseman's the player many of us think he is, we we may have a guy next year who might have a all-star type breakout season yeah. who was not even on the floor this year. Um, the Moody kid from Arkansas, I think, is a player. I agree. And I think he can help them. If they can sign Wiggins and keep him around, yes. and if Poole is what he's shown that he was going to be. you know, we're, we're talking about four guys, Moody, yeah. Wiseman, Poole, and Wiggins, that aren't even the big three. Yeah, that's the the nucleus for the yeah. next go round for those guys. You just put Draymond. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what Clay's got left in the tank. He didn't show up well, at the end. Clay is not going to be what Clay was before, but with Poole, he may not have to be. Yeah. And the the biggest thing missing from Clay's game right now is he was such a good defender, and I hate that he's not. Yeah, he's lost his. a step. He just can't move yeah. laterally like he could. Yeah, but so you got those two. So you're right. Mavericks are in a position. If I I think Minnesota's. On the rise, I think Memphis obviously is on the rise. If New Orleans ever gets Zion back, they got a good nucleus around. Mm-hmm. Mavericks are sitting right in the middle of all that. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good potential fit. Uh, Gronk today announced for a second time in a couple of years he's retiring. Yeah, and I'm, I'm assuming he's sincere, or he just don't want to go to training camp. <laughs> His agent says he doesn't think he's done yet. Yeah, um, is it Rosenhaus? The great thing is you can retire. Not go to training camp. Yes. And all of a sudden, in week two, he shows up yes. in Tampa. He's having too much fun right now. Yeah. 
Why go now? Doesn't have to go get in shape. And with the 17 game July, season now, who wants now, to do that? 17 game season now, you can miss the first three or four weeks and save your body. Still be a contributor. Yeah. Anyway. We'll see if he's actually for real or not. Uh, I want to go back to the uh, the Power Hour this morning. They are doing a thing uh, Thursday night. Hayes Fawcett's going to be on with them Thursday night. They're not going to do it on the uh, uh, on the radio here. They're not going to be in the studio, but they're going to do it uh, the way they do their podcast. And uh, Hayes Fawcett is a guy who is uh, pretty big about social media and college high school football recruiting. And which is Earl's big thing. Which is Earl's big thing. Ohio State today uh, lined out another wide receiver, Brandon Innes. So a day after they got the uh, Carnell Tate from Ohio, they get another one. This guy's really wrapped up in the middle of all these big signings. And so uh, Thursday at 6 o'clock, we're going to get off the air. They're going to go and do their podcast. Uh, so we'll remind you about that one. You want to catch some of that because uh, what Tyler and Earl are doing is pretty good stuff, and they're going to have a really good guest this Thursday night. So we throw that at you. Good for you. All right, we're done for today. Appreciate it very much. Blake Huber, the new basketball coach at AM Texarkana for the uh, women's side, for joining us. We're done until tomorrow. Don't forget uh, Kirk and Company tomorrow morning. Back to its regular place and time, 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Grayson Kirk to be the special guest tomorrow. Who will be with me tomorrow? We're coming here via the crutches. Does he give prizes? Do you get prizes for him? Like, guess we get, you know, we gave Coach Huber a big prize. Well, I can't tell you, but are you giving Grayson uh, one? Uh, no, he's no. Uh, allowed to live upstairs. Really? Continue uh, to get fed? Another week. Yeah, more yeah. medical attention? Has me bring him up coffee in the morning. <laughs> That's his prize. Very nice. We're done. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm leaving the yard. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer?